Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting over episode 13 of Kill La Kill. If you'd like to watch along, start watching now. Now, last we left off, um, things weren't looking too good for Ryuko. She had just gone berserk and sort of uh, lost her mind and rampaged and caused a bunch of trouble while simultaneously fulfilling Satsuki's goal of improving the Goku uniforms of her Elite Four. So, Satsuki's plan is sort of coming to fruition here. The, uh, the raid trip in which she plans to conquer all the schools in Japan. And, indeed, she's getting ready to move things out. Like, there are supply lines established, people are gearing up and getting ready to move out. So three of the council chairs, each one of them is uh, specializing on one region while Inamuda is staying back and organizing communications. So in addition to all of that, they've also been mass-producing new and improved Goku uniforms for the different brigades being sent on the raids. So, interestingly enough, like, Satsuki is being fairly understanding here, considering they all got the tar beaten out of them. You know, she recognizes that they failed to defeat Akamui and the High Order Taylor. But that said, I don't think she would be too forgiving about failure going forward.
So things are progressing as Honoji Kenmi prepares for the raid trip. And interestingly enough, Mako is not being included in the raid. So she feels some trepidation about whether or not she wants to actually participate in the raid trip. So it, it seems like based on Mako's lack of understanding on geography, she was probably left out of the raid trip for good reason. Mr. Mikiski is sort of uh, softly interrogating Mako. And based on Mako's account of things, Ryuko's not doing too well, and she has yet to put on Senkets since the incident. So this new character, Chinjiro Nagita, approaches Mako, and he's hoping to talk to Ryuko. He used to be in the school newspaper, according to his own admission, and after dissenting, he is now a public enemy. Mr. Mikisugi seems to find it interesting that he mentioned that he was banned from campus. That's a little thing we call foreshadowing. Meanwhile, back with Ryuko, she's still not feeling too well. Mako's mom prepared a special meal for her, but even with that, Ryuko's still just not feeling it. The main source of this melancholy is that Ryuko is basically mad at herself for failing to keep her temper in check and all the destruction that resulted from it. So now the, the newspaper club member from before has barged in and started making demands. So, the main crux of the issue was 
Shinjiro Nagita, his article was claiming that Hinoji Academy was turning the students into effectively soldiers, and that was deemed dissent, so the disciplinary committee came after him. So Shinjiro, he brings up that he's willing to fight so long as Ryuko leads. But that was probably the wrong thing to say. You know, it essentially foists the responsibility onto Ryuko. Whereas she was never interested in toppling Satsuki for selfless reasons. And Shinjiro sort of treating her as if she were a selfless hero. So Ryuko is pretty dead set on telling him to piss off. So meanwhile, at what I guess is Revox HQ... There's some sort of meeting going on with... Well, it's hard to tell at this point, I guess. Uh, Kill la Kill has this sort of, I guess, a stylistic choice where a lot of the unnamed characters all look identical to each other. So, Ragyu Kiryuin, Satsuki's mother, is sort of going on a, uh, maybe not a rant, but she's talking about how clothing is essentially the original sin. When Adam and Eve ate the fruit from the tree of knowledge, they became self-aware and thus embarrassed of their nakedness, so they covered up their parts. So that's an interesting interpretation here. And I guess it kind of puts a fine point on it, because if clothing is the original sin and Revox is, in essence, a clothing company, then it seems like a fairly tacit admission that they are evil. And speaking of evil, this scene is... uh. It is something, you know, Ragyo Kiryu and his Mother of the Year material. Ooh boy. It's getting a little too handsy there. So, interestingly enough, Satsuki and Kiryu, and, uh, Ragyo, rather, they're sort of butting heads here. Satsuki is sort of giving her mom crap about sending Nui to Honoji Academy.
Sasuke also sort of throws it out there that she plans to conquer the Tri-City schools in a day. And once that's done, then Revox-made uniforms will be distributed all across the conquered schools. So it really seems like the agenda of Revox is larger than Hanoji Academy, and it's also moving along quite successfully. So, even as Satsuki departs, Ragyo looks pretty unhappy. But even so, it looks like she's sort of giving Nui tacit permission to keep interfering and sticking her nose into Satsuki's business. So, it seems like even amongst the Kiryuan conglomerate, it's sort of, uh, fractitious. So Mr. Mikisugi is doing some digging on Shinjiro Nagita. And apparently there are records that he's a real student who is banned from the campus. Despite how suspicious he acts. So Shinjiro, seeing as how he can't get Ryuko on board, he's now dead set on dragging Mako down with him. He's taking a rather straightforward approach for somebody who's banned from the campus. Additionally, he's directly implicating Mako... Which, you know, considering they're acting seditiously, seems like a really good way to get into a lot of trouble with Satsuki's jackbooted thugs. So now Mako's in hot water with Gamaguri. It seems like she's being conscripted. So, yeah, she's been conscripted with the commissariat unit and she's being sentenced to hard labor by loading all the trucks for the raid trip. So while all that's going on, Ryuko's sort of having a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with Senkets. Mako's family, who can only really hear Ryuko's side of the conversation, are sort of watching in. 
So despite everything that happened, Senkets is still adamant in working with Ryuko. You know, only Ryuko's really reluctant about the situation. Senkets is still willing to put in the work. And so now Shinjiro Nagita sort of broke into Ryuko's room just in time to get pounded by the disciplinary goons. So, now that conflict is staring her right in the face, Ryuko has a choice to make. Ultimately, Ryuko decides to put the uniform back on and get to work. Perhaps she's not subscribing entirely to Shinjiro's ideas, but she's not going to let him get beaten senseless for no reason. So she's instantly able to beat the three goons that were beating up Shinjiro. But, interestingly enough, they weren't actually real people. So now the plot twist is revealed. Shinjiro isn't quite who he claims. The goons were his puppets. And... His ultimate target was really Ryuko all along, but not for the reasons we thought. And finally, it's revealed that Shinjiro was Nui the entire time. So that whole band from campus thing was... I guess a little more literal than... Well, maybe not literal. Banned, but not for the reasons we thought, I suppose. So Nui's very nonchalant about the whole thing. She just wants to see Ryuko fight again. So Ryuko is trying to fight while simultaneously not losing control. Unfortunately, because she's sort of keeping her temper in check, it, it's easier for Nui to beat her than before. So in a really big plot twist here, Nui not only defeats Ryuko, 
but utterly shreds Senkets. And just before Nui can kill Ryuko, just put her down for good, Satsuki intervenes. So only under threat of violence does Sasuke get Nui to leave. Now, not one to pass up an opportunity. Satsuki collects all the different pieces of Senkets and she plans to distribute them amongst the students in the raid trip to augment them even further. So, as bad as things were looking at the beginning of this episode, things have truly gone from bad to worse. Ryuko might have regained her resolve, but she's lost Senkets. And simultaneously, Satsuki's in possession of all the pieces, and she's heading out on the raid trip in three different cities. Even Mikisugi realizes the direness of the situation. You know, at this point, Satsuki and Hunoji Academy are effectively unopposed entirely. If only because nobody can actually stand up to them now. Alright, that's it for this episode. 
If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.